Before we get going, JK and I just want to share with you about Barracuda's activity camp. We have been, we went there re- very recently. Yeah. We spent the day there. We joined in with the activities. Mm. And from my personal opinion, as a teacher, as a parent, and as someone who works from home, I haven't seen any better holiday childcare. I don't think it should just be for kids. <laughs> I know that's the point of it. But, gen- I mean, we had the best time ever. I mean, some of our favourite things to do. Football. We were playing football. Um, we're, we're talking motorsports. They have quad bikes, but not just any quad bikes. We're eco-friendly. I know. They're electric quad In bikes. In all honesty, it was quite hard to get you off of the yeah. quad. <laughs> they, I mean, they have archery. They had swimming. There was an indoor swimming yeah, pool. Yeah, arts and crafts, bouncy castles. Bouncy castle was fun. Fencing. Fencing. Decent. Yeah. We didn't get to do that. But Go-karting. That was, it was, it, honestly, there's so many activities for so many different kids. So if you're looking for somewhere for your children during the summer holidays check out Barracudas there's a link in the description below Um, we've also got an offer so you can save £20 using the code DAD23 brilliant again that'll be in the description below also what I do love if you're worried about flexibility there's no standard drop off pick up time Mm. you can sort of long hours there there are long hours as well so if you work I don't know you have to go into town or whatever it is they they cater for for all this stuff Ofsted approved Fantastic reviews on Trustpilot. I think it's like 4.8 or 4.9 out of 5. It's fantastic. Um, So check it out. Also, you're you're going to book Noah in, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Luna. If you ever need more of a recommendation, Jake is going to be using them himself. I will tell you more as and when. When I get the feedback from Noah and Luna, Noah's good. He gives feedback. Luna's one of those that just doesn't say anything. (laughs) Yeah. How was school? Fine. Fine. (laughs) No, you don't. I mean, you're five years old and you're fining me. Yeah. (laughs) No. It's not on. <laughs> Amazing. Right, let's get going. A Dadsnet original podcast. I'm Al, that's JK, and this is Dadsnet's JK and Al podcast. Today we're speaking to the longest serving Blue Peter presenter ever and mum to two boys, it's Connie Huck. With her, we explore the world of finance from our children's perspective, unpacking whether pocket money is a thing of the past, if the lack of cash is negatively impacting the young generation, and how much it costs, and how much it costs parents to get their car washed. All that and more coming up on Dad's Next JK Now. <sighs> hey, I was gonna sneeze. <laughs> <clears throat> I was wondering what you was doing. No, you see, I'm that guy that doesn't, I don't want to lose a sneeze. Mm. I love sneezing. Because mm. they say it's kind of like a, you know, that nice feeling you get yeah. when you have special time with adults. Mm. Apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I saying that? It's not a kids TV show, this, is it? It's because no. Connie Huck's in. <laughs> That's what it is. It's because we have got Connie Huck. I'm keeping it all, you know, CBBC that we both used to work in. She's lovely, isn't she? I was just saying to JK before this that she is... Probably up there in the top three guests that we've had that surprised me. Oh, really? Yeah, because I don't, like, I didn't know what, sometimes you don't know what to expect when you speak to people. Yeah. But I think Connie, coming from Blue Peter yep. and coming from, like, Kids TV, you you pigeonhole them, don't you, to a degree? I suppose you probably But I've said this numerous time. times. You, you will go into a BBC executive's office. Mm. They'll say, congratulations, you've now got... 42 episodes of Hyder in the House you are now part of the CBBC yeah. family but remember it's almost like Spider-Man with that comes great responsibility yeah. Yeah. in other words 
Don't get caught doing anything naughty. Yeah. Don't swear on your socials. Yeah. Well, Don't that be was, controversial. That was the thing. She's really edgy. You know I, what I mean? I but like, once wow. you're out of the CBBC realm, yeah. then you start to get a bit more, you well, know, oh, hang on a second. There is an adult world out of here. Yeah. And that's what happens. But no, she's she's delightful, as we're about to hear. Exactly. I wasn't here for this interview. I, uh, I Well, you were. Actually, I was. rearranged. <laughs> <laughs> and then you weren't. Yeah. So, so I was there and then she didn't turn up, bless her. Uh, and then I couldn't do the next one. You were there and yeah. both of you turned up. Yeah. And this is what happened. I'm out. JK is not here again, but instead we are joined. And this, this I, when I read this, I did not realise, but we are joined with the longest serving Blue Peter presenter ever. Connie Hutt. Wrong. That's oh, wrong. No, it's written. <laughs> Already. It, it was written. H1. <laughs> it must be. It was written on the email that I got sent. Oh, in that case, if it was on an email, it must be right. It must be right. Let's go with it. John Noakes did longer. I'm the longest serving viewer. I'm sure. I don't know. Let's, okay, I'll go with it. It's right. I, it's right. It's also in a press release. So oh, longest serving Blue Peter. It's, and, and it's in bold. It's in bold. Hmm, okay. Well, let's just gloss over it in okay. case it is wrong. <laughs> okay, well, we'll just put a caveat in the description below. It's fine. Okay, <laughs> so, cool, some of cool, the cool. things you hear in this podcast may not be true. Okay, great. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. We can just say anything we want yeah, now. now we can go for it. Okay, um, so I'll just start by saying I'm joining you from my remote island <laughs> in the Caribbean. Uh, amazing. By the ones of the internet. It's very nice and hot. That sounds like a lovely vision. Um, yes. But, uh, Connie, I'm also quite excited with this conversation because my son has started collecting vintage toys and selling them Ooh. on eBay via my account. He's not on eBay. Mm-hmm. But we're here to talk about kind of money and entrepreneurial kids and pocket money and, and like the world of finance, but to children. So that's exciting yes. for me. But why don't you give us a bit of context about how we ended up or how you ended up kind of uh, looking into this research around kids and money? Do you know what? I have got a long history when it comes to kids and money. Um, well, actually, should we start at the beginning? Or will that just bore you? I actually weirdly um, did a degree in economics at university and it was a long story, but to cut a long story short, I did all science A-levels, but by then I'd started in telly, didn't want to do a science degree. And with my A-levels was quite limited. So I just thought, I'll do economics. I knew nothing about it. And oh my gosh, it's so boring <laughs> that in my third year, I did a dissertation for one part of my final mark, because you can take up a third of your final mark. And it was to do with young people and consumerism. It's really fascinating, actually. Like, for instance, did you know, before the war, post-war was when there was the advent of the teenager. And that's all to do with consumerism and marketing. And because suddenly they were targeting these young people with a bit of disposable money with things to buy, like, hey, get these Levi's 501s or whatever. Anyway, so children, and especially today with changes in society and so on and so forth, you know, the non-nuclear family, um, children being sort of subjected to money younger and younger. Mm. And I don't know about you, but when I was, uh, you know, growing up or whatever, I didn't get any pocket money at all. So basically, like everything I got would be from birthdays and, yeah. um, you know, if we were 
having some sort of, I don't know, um, stocking filler money or whatever, just little bits along the way. And I remember I saved up. This thing has obviously um, burnt me deeply because I'm still bitter and twisted about it. And I saved up all my money and got this... Um, like from my birthday and got I got this little bag as well as a birthday present and we went to France like the family went to France and it's my first trip ever out of the UK and I left my money my 35 pounds which was loads then I was kind of a a savvy saver yeah it was a lot I left it on the metro and I was absolutely devastated and my parents didn't just replace it so it was you know it's a life lesson that Nowadays, I feel that in this instant gratification culture, lots of parents just go, oh, here, here's another £35. But actually, you know, we are in uh, times of uh, tightening our belts and austerity, so maybe not. But anyway, um, so basically, I think that's always that taught me to sort of be quite responsible with money. Um, And I don't know if I'm probably older than you, but do you remember when they started having kiddie bank accounts? Yes, and it was a massive thing. It was a massive thing. They'd lure you with the gifts and the stuff. I remember I got a bank account at Midland Bank, um, you know, and that was sort of the beginning of, you know, where I'm at today, I guess, yeah. kind of thing. Because then, I, like I said, I, I started doing actual jobs from when I was really young. So when um, this rooster money, which is kind of why I'm here today, um launch of the uh, Pocket Money Index, which is something that comes out every year. So NatWest Mm. Brewster Money do the Pocket Money Index, which looks at sort of young people and their sort of habits and saving and spending Mm. and whether they're getting pocket money and whether they're not and all of these facts and figures. I was very, very fascinated indeed. And so sort of that is what we're here to talk about today, the findings. Yeah. So how... So. I mean, I remember my first bank account. Mm. I had a had a paper book, and but the the, oh, yeah. the thing that I always um, I feel like we're not we don't do very well now is I remember yeah. every Saturday morning my mum would have two pound coins and a fifty pence piece on the side of the on the kitchen work surface. That yeah. that was my pocket money, and I oh. and I could save it up, whatever. And then we'd then I'd take it down in a little um one of those plastic money bags, and I would go down to the bank and I'd pay it in with the book. It was like a thing that we did. So you were a saver. You didn't run to the news agent and buy like comics and sweets. There was you know peaks and troughs with that. Right. <laughs> I'd okay. save up yeah, a bit, yeah. then I'd blow yeah, it yeah. off. Um, yeah. But but now you know my son, he gets pocket money, and he says, uh, "Can you just put it in my bank?" <laughs> like so, he doesn't actually see the physical money. And yeah. and I and I wonder whether this is a thing that our children are missing out on so that and almost is it changing the way our children are seeing money yeah definitely I do think that you know the fact that now we don't use physical money as much has changed our relationship with money um because it's that sort of thing of if it doesn't feel tangible it's so I don't know about you but I know lots of people that have um Amazon spending habits, my husband, um, you know, he has got an Amazon habit. But the thing is, if you can go click, click, click and just buy things, yeah, it's much easier than if you have to sort of take a £20 note out and hand it over and the person yeah. takes it and it's not on your person anymore yeah. and that's gone. Um, so I definitely think, you know, uh, there are ups and 
downs, upsides and downsides to the fact that we're sort of an electric money society. From the perspective of your kids, you know, that's probably quite a good thing. So um, like, say, with the Brewster Money Initiative, or there's loads of other ones, I think, but you can just top up their account and they don't see it and then they can you know there's lots of stuff like i got my kid um the other day uh uh cards that he can use a zip card mm. because he's going to be going to secondary school next year he'll have to make his own way wow. to school he'll go past the shops so that's more temptation um isn't it yeah. of, of buying prime drinks or whatever it is young people <laughs> to buy i hope he won't buy it for prime yeah. does he have enough pocket um, money for a prime drink Oh, I've got to remortgage you know, the house, don't you? Don't, yeah, I know. Don't get me started on a prime drink. Luckily, he said, "This is he's definitely my son. He took his first sip of a prime drink the other day and said, I much prefer normal squash to this. And I was like, that's my boy. Perfect. Get one that's bottle, good. refill it with squash. No one will know. You still get the kudos. Yes. And he's still exactly. having a good drink. So, what's so? Tell us what's the what are the findings from this year's index then about okay, pocket money? Because yeah. I also wonder is pocket money a bit of a thing of the past? Like, what's like, or is it a thing? Like, tell tell me about it. Yeah. So apparently, it isn't a thing of the past. And actually, um, despite the fact that we've got soaring inflation, kids have actually maintained uh, a saving rate of like eight percent. So. That could be something like they're picking up vibes off their mum and dad. I know my kids are made to watch news rounds actually at school, which is really good because they come home and they will tell me stuff which I didn't know. So, you know, that you know, they must all kind of know about the situation that we're in at the moment, sort of crisis point. Um and their their findings also found that the kids are more entrepreneurial than ever. So like you said with your son selling the um, toys on the internet, 16% um, increase, a 16% increase has been seen from kids getting money from side hustles. I used to do side hustles, actually. I remember at school, I used to sell comic strip pictures and make extra cash. I'd like to personalise pictures for people. Did you ever do anything? Yeah, uh, yeah actually, actually, I got in trouble. <laughs> oh, so, did you? Do you remember those you. sherbet straws? Do you oh yeah, those? yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. Do they still exist? I think I don't. I haven't seen them in a while, but they were all around like pick a mix, and that was a big thing. But we used to buy them for a penny because uh, they're one pence each, and then yeah. we'd sell them for two pence each at school, and then we moved on to like chew bars, double your profits. Yeah, it was pretty good, and um, and we used to sell them out of our lockers, me and a mate. And then my another friend, he used to he used to walk past Tesco's on his way into school, so he would right. buy their entire basket of baguettes oh my <laughs> and he gosh. would walk what? into school with about 10 or 15 baguettes and sell them wow. so wow. between us we would that there is a bit of an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial yes, spirit going on with kids that is amazing i mean baguettes that's not small that's not like selling yeah. lego bricks he, or something that's, he, he did get that's shut down i must say <laughs> Yeah, I thought I thought that might be the case. I yeah. thought that might be food the case. hygiene certificates and all that stuff. Just oh yeah, now it wouldn't work. Nothing would work these days. <laughs> no. In those days, like parents would leave kids in the car to wait. You'd be you know yeah. while they went in the shops and all sorts. Everyone would be carted off to social services these days. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we also found that actually um, annual pocket money's increased from twenty 2020 twenty two to twenty twenty three by eleven percent. So the kids are doing all right actually. 
Well, whereas everyone else's earnings seem to be going down, kids' earnings are going up, uh, it would seem. Yeah. Um, but they, the traditional incentives, so, do you, so I've not got selling baguettes on my list, but they did collate a list of the five most lucrative chores. Oh. Um, yeah, that, that kids do. So you could have a guess, if you want, at what's in there. Uh, making your bed. It's not, actually. Oh. Okay. Um, uh, you know what? I think that might be as well. Nowadays, I don't know. I'm probably older than you, as I said. In the old days, you had like sheets and covers, and now it's just the duvet. Yeah. So making the bed is just pulling the it's, duvet it's across, isn't it? And, and yet they still can't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is probably true. Um, now, the hard bit is putting a duvet cover on a duvet. And um, my son had to go to like, you know, PGL, the yeah. sort of outward boundy trip, and they had to learn had to do it himself i don't know i don't think he managed it i bet the teacher did it for him yeah. but anyway. uh um, i reckon that uh washing up or drying up no well Goodness. doing the laundry which i think is weird because i wouldn't i don't know any kids that do yeah. the laundry there's, there's going to be a lot of red socks in a whitewash if i let my kids do yeah that. i know but it's on there it's the number four with um the going rates you know because this is the average 67 pence for doing the laundry I mean, who knew actually that's um, quite reasonable i think i might, might offer that <laughs> yeah yeah why not um, why not get yeah but then like i say all your whites will be pink yeah or like you say rather what about washing um, the car washing the car is in at number one i thought you might yes. say that at some point i washed the car i remember washing the car um two pounds 46 for washing yeah. the car which is much more of a bargain than you know going to one of those hand car yeah much more and they've gone up as well like they're like 25 quid now yeah, no, they're really, it's really, everything's so expensive these days, isn't it? We should just get the kids to do more of it. <laughs> well, that's what I think, child labour. I remember when I realised my kid was old enough to throw things in the bin for me and, you know, uh, pass me the remote control. It's like a bit of a game changer. It's like, right, this is payback now. Yeah. You know, and as they get older and older, they can do more and more, make you a cup of tea and all this. I think, you know, I'm always saying you spent... All those months in my stomach, rent-free in my belly. Now it's payback time, my friend. So yeah, yeah. why not? The, the, are we on a slippery slope here, though? With with our if we if we offer some money to do things like mm. earning the pocket mm. money, mm. what what tends to happen in this house is that my son will then say, if I asked him, like, oh, could you just could you just take that yeah, plate how out? Much? How much? How much, Dad? <laughs> No, they, yeah. this was just free. Like this was just tidy. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, is there a balance around teaching our kids um, about earning through doing these chores and things? Yeah, he's savvy, your son. I think things that need doing every day, like putting the plates away, there's no payment involved in that. But things that are more sporadic, like I don't know, mowing the lawn or cleaning the car, that kind of thing, that isn't sort of, you know, every other second. Um, I think that's fair enough to get a bit of payment, isn't it? Although yeah. I don't even give my kids pocket money and I don't even pay them to do chores. I'm terrible. They only get, like, I guess we do what was done to us. They do get money on birthdays and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but even then nowadays, money has changed. They all want V-Bucks and Robux and yeah. all of that weirdness. Yeah, exactly. Which I can't get my head around. It's also- I don't want to be paying money for virtual non-existent no. money that's just not right it's also it? very expensive and it goes very quickly 
know. It's, it's, it's a scam. Yeah. The whole thing is a scam. It's just bonkers. It I is. can't quite believe that I have let my child. I haven't really. It's my husband. Yeah, again. blame him. Um, yeah. My, so we're in an economic climate mm. that's very challenging as adults. We are. We are. Is this encouraging that, you know, brands or, or, or organisations like NatWest are putting an emphasis on education for our kids or financial education for our kids? Yeah, definitely. I think as well, because we live now in a world which is a sort of instant gratification culture, it's really easy, like I said, to just, you know, buy things off Amazon, click, 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 things are purchased, tap and touch, click and collect, QR codes, Deliveroo, Uber, all of that stuff makes purchasing so easy. And the flip side of that is obviously overspending and debt and, you know, it has big repercussions. So I think the earlier you can get kids to understand about money and budgeting and valuing money and being sensible with money and, you know, the the fact that money is such a weird thing, you know, it, it can do so many, a, a certain amount of money can, I don't know, buy you something that will just end up in landfill or get you V-Bucks, which is something that doesn't even exist or, you know, feed mouths or plant a tree, you know, and it's really, because it seems to be so virtual these days, it's really important that it is respected and valued and not sort of thought of as disposable because really you know, the more and more society gets progressive, the easier it will be to just spend, you know, soon we'll have chips implanted in our brains and we'll just think about buying something and the purchase will have gone through somehow on the internet or whatever. You know, already you see, um, you know, I don't know whether you've had this or not, Alexa or even pop-ups on your on your laptop or whatever, suggesting things you might want to buy. And it's like, how did you know I need a new dishwasher or whatever? You know, so it is, it's important that you, that we don't sort of become too frivolous. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you've, we talked about like chores and the importance mm. of educating our children around money, which I think has to be mm. like, in all honesty, it should be at school as well. Like obviously it's a parent's responsibility yeah, to teach, I- should be at school. Yeah, and, and to be fair, I mean, I don't know but about your kids, but my kids, they always bring home, like, this mass homework, and it is all to do with, like, Jimmy goes and has five pounds. If he spends two pounds on this, how much change will he get or whatever? And that is a good way that they can start learning, and, you know, you can actually do those things with them physically, take them to the newsagent and say, I remember actually going to the newsagent and, like, literally, like, I had a pound or whatever because this is going back in the day, and I'd be like, okay, so I can buy five of those 2p penny sweets and Wizzer and Chips comic bar and then a curly wor- um, comic and then a curly whirly bar and then, you know, literally adding it all up physically so I could make my one pound go the furthest it could go and get good value and good returns on it. Yeah, I, me- so- I remember that a pound would go quite far. <laughs> yeah. Now. Do penny sweets even exist or has inflation meant that like the cheapest sweet you can get is probably like yeah. 5p now or yeah. something? How much is a cola bottle? Uh, that's a question I dread, for you. I dread to think, but that is an indication of inflation for sure. Yeah, um, definitely. What, else, what do you do with your kids to teach them about money? Um, well, 
I don't give, like I said, I don't really give them pocket money. It's funny because you do bring them up the same and they're both really different. So my youngest one is really aware of money and really aware of like, you know, maybe being able to do a chore and get money for it. Or, you know, he's very aware of sort of its existence and and wanting to have money and wanting to put it, he's got a, a piggy bank and he's got all his money in there. Yeah, my eldest one just isn't really fussed by money at all. Doesn't really make him tick. Um, but, you know, I do make sure, like, you know, just stupid things. I guess they just pick it up. Like, you can't always have an ice cream every time you pass an ice cream van, that sort of thing. Mm. You know, these and nothing grows on trees and actually... It's important not to be spoiled and that some people have no money and that money can do really good things like feed people that need feeding and plant trees that need planting, as well as just buying that stupid plastic toy that you're going to pay with once. And that's going to be another bit of unidentifiable <laughs> plastic hanging around my house, you know, said um, along every with the parent other everywhere. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I do. And I sometimes hear them sort of power it back. Well, not even power it back, but sort of say things in other contexts that I think, oh, they must have picked that up off me saying that oh, that's good. They are a bit aware. Mm. But yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy because, you know, no. it's um and it's a minefield as well. And I think you you want to educate them about money without bringing a fear of Yes. Uh like that's everything. You want them to be responsible, but then you don't want to make them sort of paranoid or scared of anything yeah. either. Yeah. Do your kids, how much pocket money do your kids get and how old are they? Uh, so my youngest is eight and he okay. gets, I don't know if I should, I don't, I don't know whether I'll be uh, judged Do you not this. want to divulge? No, I think it's okay. To. He gets five pounds a week. Okay. The average, go, the going rate apparently according to the um, Rooster Money Annual Pocket Money Index is uh, £6.42 per week. But then that's across... I guess a variety of angel ranges. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of um, the survey reached over 125,000 kids. So yeah. the thing, the thing about um, the pocket money is that before he had pocket money, it is actually a very new thing, probably certainly this year, certainly 2023, mm. but actually he would ask, you know, he would, we'd be out and he'd say, Oh, can I, can I buy something or can I get some uh, yeah. a chocolate bar? And we'd buy it and we'd say, yeah, okay, that's fine if we're out or, you know, if he wanted, yeah. to, I don't know, whatever it was, if we were out and he said, can I buy a pack of Pokemon cards? We'd end up buying it for him. Yeah. Whereas now he's got his pocket money, we can do that. But instead of us buying it for him, we can say, yeah, if you want, if you want to spend your pocket money on that, that's up to you. So yeah. it's, it's like by giving five pounds a week, I've probably saved myself <laughs> some money. Yeah, because now yeah, it's, yeah. I'm just giving the five, and then actually, if he wants to choose to spend that five on whatever he wants to spend it on, he can. And when it's gone, it's gone. So I reckon that there's probably uh, like a men like we've got we've had a bit of a shift in the way we parent with money, and I, I guess that's the right time to do it. Well, it's the right time for us, certainly. Absolutely, no, definitely. Only fifty seven percent of children receive a regular allowance, though. Mm. So last year it used to be sixty five percent. So it has come down. Yeah, but that I reckon that that ends up being more expensive for the parent. Yeah, maybe that that would be yeah. interesting to find out. I think. Yeah, I do think it depends on the parents. Mm. Like, but yeah, no, totally. And you've got to do what's right for you. And also, it depends on sort of, you know, your the kids and their peers and what you know, 
where you are in the socioeconomic spectrum mm. as well, I guess, and sort of being left out or fitting in and blah, 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 blah. Um, so actually we have, we haven't given them pocket money yet, but I don't think it's going to be long before they're asking for, I'm always like, this is what I do with everything. Actually. I, it's like, if they're not asking, I'll just wait, you know, if they're not asking for a yeah, snack. Yeah. I'll just wait. Till 100%, they're hungry. Yeah. I'm the same. Don't like pre like tempt, yeah. tempt fate. Yes, um, exactly. If it ain't broke. <laughs> yes, exactly. I've got good feng shui currently, yes. so I'm not going to... 100%. Yeah, no, 100%. If, uh, if people... Mm. It's been fantastic. Like, this is a really good conversation. I think a lot of people, mm -hmm. it should be carried on. I think a lot of parents should be having these conversations in their own families, but also with, with peers and friends and family or whatever. If people want to find out more, where can they do that? Yeah, all they need to do is go to the NatWest website or go to um, natwestroostermoney.com uh, and all the information is there. And, yeah, I do think it's a good thing to do to get your kids aware from a young age. Only in that, studies have shown, that, you know, what goes to a kid's core between the ages of 0 to 7 helps shape the grown-up that they are. I'm always saying between 0 to 7, you're shaping and forming. You know, secondary school, you're kind of done. By your 20s, you're so fixed that by your 30s, you need therapy to undo it all. So if they are savvy and if they are responsible from a young age, that will be the grown-up they become. So it is really, really important to sort of get on it you know you've left you've left me now in a really bad place because my son's eight so we have i feel like i've missed the cutoff <laughs> oh no but it's like, still oh, there's still, it's all consolidating enough? now so it's still good he's still young enough yeah. that it's all consolidating yeah. you know so yeah don't you worry about oh, it well. and actually you know as well as say the pre-paid um debit cards that you can get them in the pocket money app to get them confident with money um for younger children you can you know you can actually start the rooster money uh thing from three because there's stuff like a star chart and a virtual pocket money tracker and little sort of fun things like that so you can yeah you can start them young man yeah. start them young <laughs> it's basically a savings account for you as well <laughs> We're not getting any interest in our adults' accounts, so we might as well bug it in a kid's account. <laughs> I know, of course, yeah. Um, that's Tell not financial that. advice, by the way. If anyone's listening, that's not financial advice. Don't, no, don't no, yeah. That's good, good disclaimer. <laughs> Get it um, we, we fill all our podcasts with disclaimers. Please don't actually listen to what we say. Um, yeah, Connie, it's none of this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Connie, it's been really lovely to chat to you. Thank you so much for the time. And, Thank uh, you. And, and maybe at some point we'll welcome you back because it's... Uh, uh, we like to welcome you back. Yeah, I can talk about more than just money. I've got lots of parenting advice and right. tips well, and things not to do. Probably more more than advice and tips. I can tell you everything that you shouldn't be doing. Perfect. That fits right <laughs> in with everything we do. Well, we'll hold you to that and we'll, uh, we'll get you back on. And, uh, Great. Thank you so cool. much. Thank you. Take care. See ya. A Dad's Net original podcast.